Well, we're live. Um, yeah. The podcast went live this week in yeah. the past um, because you're listening in the future, dear listeners. And we and have dozens of listeners. Dozens of listeners. I will say we we are semi-international. Yeah. Yeah, we've got one listener in Germany, one in Belgium, Good and talk. one in Australia. Good day. Good day. What do they say in Belgium? Bonjour. Bonjour. Or what else is in Belgium? Don't they speak like three languages? Flemish. Yeah, I don't know. Flemish? Yeah. So like, well, it's like, it's Dutch, but it's like, got a, it's, it's a uh, very specific kind of Dutch. Yeah. It's Dutch, but it's a little flemmy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyways. Uh, well, this we is... just alienated the one Belgian listener, so. And there goes the one listener in Belgium. <laughs> well, anyways. Welcome to Go Get Your Girl. Not go and get your girl. Go get your girl. <laughs> this is the podcast where, um, to paraphrase my girl Celine Dion, my heart too will go on. That's a quote from today's movie. That's right. We're talking about love hard. My name is Emma. I'm Katie. Katie is dying. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Anyways, so love hard. Love Hard is a 2021 rom-com directed by Hernan Jimenez, um, written by Daniel Mc... Oh, God. Yeah. I? I, it was written by a dude and a woman, and it was directed by a dude. Yeah. Parsh- yeah. Partially way through the movie, Charlie turned to me and he went, um, you can tell that this was written and directed by a man. And I was like, yes, Charlie, good Daniel job. Mackey, Daniel Mackey and Rebecca Ewing wrote the movie, yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. I will say, before we even get into the plot of this movie, I drank a bottle of wine while watching sure. it. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> and, and that is the way that everyone should watch this movie. It is so fun and so dumb. And I had a, a whale of a time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, Caitlin started watching it, like, in the second half, and yeah. started getting very mad, and I'm like, well, this is why you're not on this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Was she mad by, like, all the catfishing? Yeah, and that, and the, um, insane, uh, kind of, um, like, cringe comedy at the end, uh, during the, um, oh, the, at the like, engagement, engagement party? party stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to build to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's cuteness have... at the beginning, yeah. Exactly. Re- a lot of cuteness. But anyway, so 2021's Love Heart. Do you want to do the synopsis or do you want me to do the synopsis? Uh, you do the synopsis. I feel like I've been doing okay. a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I go beat by beat. No, I won't do that. This one's pretty broad. So um, 2021's, I keep wanting to say 2019, 2021's Love Hard is about a woman, oh, I'm starting off to a great start. What is her name? Nina Dobrev. <laughs> Nina Dobrev's character, which is, it's not Sloane. Why do I want to say it's Sloane? Because every, every Sloane is the name of every romantic comedy protagonist. <laughs> every by romantic default. comedy. And they have to get changed from Sloane to something else at a certain <laughs> point in the writing process. <laughs> because they're like, ah, oh, Sloane. Her name is oh. Natalie. Her name is Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. Natalie. And what's his name? I don't know Josh. where my phone is. Josh. Okay, so Natalie and Josh. So Natalie is, you guessed it, listeners, a writer. Whoa. For an online blog? For a news? very for, for like a very I thinly see? veiled version of Gawker. Yes. Yeah, called yeah, yeah, Spoosh yeah. Media. Um, and she's a, yeah, she's a blogger, an anonymous blogger who writes about um, terrible dates. Yes. And that's her whole spiel is she goes on a bunch of terrible dates. She doesn't really mean to. It just happens. And her boss loves the fact that she is failing so hard at her love life. <laughs> and so until one day she swipes upon um, Josh 
and she sees his picture. He's this very attractive Asian American outdoorsy type who says in his little about me, I love everything about the outdoors. And then also one of his pictures is him holding a picture saying favorite Christmas movie is your favorite Christmas movie love actually, or is love actually the best Christmas movie of all time? Something like that with a thumbs up and a thumbs down. And she swipes on him and then they start a conversation because her whole thing throughout the movie, which is sort of what the title is a play on is her favorite Christmas movie is die hard. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a lot of people's favorite Christmas movie. It is but like, yeah, it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot of the movie. Like it doesn't have any tie to her character. Like she's not nope. particular. It's not like she doesn't like Christmas. Nope. And in fact, someone not liking Christmas is a reason for her not to like them later on. So she does exactly. like Christmas. And yeah, so the diehard thing doesn't really make any sense except for a kind of cute, like joke at the end. Like, yeah, that's really, that's really the only thing that's got to do with it. There's no other, like, there's no allusions to diehard. There's no, um, no, there's no character thing that ties her to diehard, but she does talk about how terrible love actually is. And there is a little bit of that. And that kind of brings me into like my first point about this movie is that it's kind of going for these like zeitgeisty um, Christmas kind of cliche things that were very mm-hmm. big about about 10 years before this movie came out. Yeah. Which like Die Hard being a Christmas movie, like Love Actually being problematic, mm-hmm. like, well, there's a third one. Ba- oh, baby, oh, it's, baby cold it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside being, you know, a salty. Um, <laughs> which is true. All of those things were like kind of boring by the time this movie actually comes out so it leads me to believe that the movie was probably written in like 2010 or something and i think it would have been it would have been a lot more like you know it's very like millennial epic bacon meme yeah 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 like it's like it, it literally is millennial bacon like it's yeah it's quick and easy and fun don't think about it too hard don't think about where it came from yeah, yeah, but it's just it it seems to be playing in that kind of like yeah. 2000 early 2010s um like meme soapbox kind of thing, which if is kind was... of eye-rolly. Um Yeah. Yeah. If if this came out in 2010, who do you think would be the main two characters? Oh, I mean Hmm, I don't know. I mean uh... I feel like it, I feel like it would be Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Oh yeah, Kristen Bell would have been good. Yeah, Kristen yeah, Bell Chris- and Matthew Sarah, Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah and Michael Sarah. Yeah, it would have been yeah. Kristen Bell and Michael Sarah because yeah. they would have been like, "Ooh, 2010. We we can't get into any sort of blind casting here, <laughs> or right, any right, sort right. of oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, everything's still very white in 2010. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that it's not now. Um, but no. yeah, I mean, him being him him being uh, Asian is you know part of the plot i guess a little bit a little I mean, bit there's yeah, yeah it's definitely not something it definitely could have been something that was introduced after he was cast though you know? yeah and i mean like i don't feel like they needed to justify it at any point in time no of course not yeah and i'm glad that they didn't go into so many like stereotypes about yeah. it and that there were of the two guys because here's a spoiler um, well, not spoilers since I'm doing the plot. So anyways, she finds out, uh, Natalie finds out that Josh isn't really Josh because she decides to surprise him for Christmas by flying across the country. She's in LA. He's in Lake Placid, New York. She flies across the country and surprises him. I don't know how she got her, his address, but she did. And <laughs> she shows up it at his house. just came up in casual conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Just like, oh yeah, my house is 123 Mayberry Street in Lake Placid. It's not like they were like writing each other letters. Whatever. I digress. Um, and so... <laughs> So she flies across the country to surprise him at Christmas because she doesn't have any family. And... <laughs> they have like fallen for each other and, and through this really sweet montage yeah i mean they, they he, spoke they, they were like talking back and forth they were doing phone calls and stuff yeah. for for like at least a week maybe longer yeah. yeah yeah i think that they said that they knew each other for like a month 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It was like, it was like four weeks of them f- like flirt texting. Yeah. And so she flies um, across flirt the country. Alert, the name flirt of the alert. Oh yeah. Flirt alert. Flirt alert. I like flirt alert. And I like social media. S-O-S. <laughs> S-O-A-S-H. Social media. <laughs> That's so cringe. Yeah. Oh my God. Social media. <laughs> I I say that is cringe, listeners. Katie and I have written a movie that we are in process of doing, and we do have a fake BuzzFeed. And which what do we call it? I can't even click remember. Snack. It's like click snack. Yeah, so, click snack media. Also cringe, but I love it. So but she, they're all they're all cringe. Like the names yeah. of of like blog sites and apps and stuff are all cringe. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just always going to be cringe. <laughs> so she shows up in New York in um, Lake Placid, New York, and she her bag doesn't arrive, and the guy who works at the airport also is her Uber driver slash Lyft driver, and he's kind of like a hot mess, and. She gets dropped off at Josh's house and she walks in and she meets Josh's stepmom and Josh's dad and Josh's grandma. And they're like, oh my God, Josh has a girlfriend? Because she's like, well, we're more than friends. But like, we don't have labels yet, but like, we're more than friends, which is fair. And then Josh walks in and it is not the picture from his profile. It is another guy. And so. Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, Jimmy O. Yang. Yeah, who I think is very cute. And I mean, I get, I like the fact that they didn't lean too much in the like physical, well, mm, actually they did a little bit lean into the physicality difference between him and you find out that he was using a picture of his childhood friend, Tad, to try and get girl. Tag, sorry, not Tad. Tag. Big difference, yeah, between a guy named Tad and a guy named Tag. I mean, I feel like they have the same personalities. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. They both really love the outdoors and they're like super into REI and they brew their own kombucha. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. They only drink IPAs. <laughs> One of my friend's dads is named Tad and I need to ask her questions about this. Yeah. Does he go to REI? I, I Probably. He was a high school gym teacher. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. That tracks. So, so tag, tag is, and um, Natalie discovers this because she goes, she, uh, you know, rightfully is upset when she discovers that Josh is not who he said he was. Yeah, she storms out. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes to the local bar where it's Christmas karaoke night. Christmas karaoke. Fun, fun, fun. And she is sitting there getting wasted on some apple cocktail drink and tag walks in and she goes oh my god it's the actual guy from the pictures and she calls her friend who's her co-worker to who we don't know a lot about in traditional rom-com-ness we don't know a lot about her except that she's <laughs> 10 years older than nina dobrev exactly <laughs> and they work in the same cubicle yeah they work together at social media social media <laughs> Unlike and, Greaser Media, which is their rival. Yeah. Greaser Media, yeah. Yeah. Because every you need to know that it's a media. So <laughs> she decides to, you know, shoot her shot with tag by being all sexy. And so she puts in a song for karaoke and the guy's like, this isn't Christmas karaoke. This is not a Christmas song. She's like, whatever. And then the bartender is making some shots. Also, Throughout the movie, you find out she is very allergic to kiwis. You've gone, you've gone completely into beat by beat, just so you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is my favorite scene in the entire okay, movie. Okay, okay, okay. I promise I'll go very broad after I talk about this scene. <laughs> so she takes a shot, and it's and it's turns out that it has kiwi in it. Don't know why. And <laughs> what bartender makes a kiwi shot? And she takes it, and I guess she's so drunk she can't tell how much pain her face is in because her face swells to the size of a balloon. She looks insane. She <laughs> and the rest of her is fine. Yeah, the rest of her is fine. It's just her face. Her face blows up, and it's these awful prosthetics that they put on 
little Nina. And <laughs> she sings, I would do anything for love. And she's like singing it, owning it, being like all sorts of sexy, jumping on tables, flirting with like other people in the bar while her face is covered in terrible prosthetics and just like yeah. the size of a balloon. And then she sees herself in the mirror and she freaks out. And Josh walks in and he takes her to what she thought was the emergency room, but it really was the vet. Long story short, they end up deciding that they're going to make a deal in which she pretends to be Josh's girlfriend. And in in return, Josh will introduce her to Tag and like help her basically Cyrano her way through getting with Tag. Yes, yes. And that's basically the premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a fake dating rom-com where... The guy that catfished her is helping her get with the the photo of the person he used to catfish her. Exactly. Um, but he's but, sweet. Is kind yeah. of the, yeah. But he's really sweet and he's really nice and he just wants to make his little candles and live his best life. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it is. It is. It's creepy. I mean, like, and he's kind yeah. of like. An incel, you know, he lives in his parents' yeah. basement, mm-hmm. which they actually don't really talk about. And this is interesting. I know that these episodes are going to come out of order. So our failure to launch episode isn't going to come out until after Christmas. Yeah. But the difference in, in like, what, like, uh, you know, 12 years or so, 13 years maybe between failure to launch and this movie where him living with his parents is almost uncommented on. Um versus um, from failure to launch where it was like this reason yeah. for someone to run screaming out of the house i do want to rewind quickly um he is kind of an incel who lives in his parents basement as someone who lives in her parents basement <laughs> might i say not all people who live in parents basements are built the same of course not. Of course not. And we talk about that on the Failure to Launch episode, which is going to come out in January. But we had to record the Christmas episode. We forgot yep. that we, we needed to, to record Christmas, Christmas episodes. We had so to do we, Christmas. we booted a couple of older episodes after <laughs> the holidays. Um, they do make a line. He says a line where it's like his apartment burned down, basically. And so yeah. he hasn't always lived with his parents. He's just been living with his parents. For some amount of time because his apartment has smoke damage, which is kind of like a throwaway line that kind of sneaks in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't find out what happened or why was it his fault? Who knows? He works for his dad Yeah, I mean, he's kind of, it's kind of, he's kind of coded as like a stoner. So it's like maybe he was like smoking or something and like set the apartment on fire. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't go too much into it. They just sort of focus on the... Yeah plot of the rom-com but i mean like she went there she didn't care like she went there thinking that the guy who looked like tag lived with in his parents house and that had no bearing on it for her whatsoever exactly which is just an interesting thing that's happened you know from 2006 to 2021 yeah in this economy it is way more common it's 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way yeah. The economy's collapsed twice since then. So <laughs> living with your parents is more and more common. I have actually discovered while living with my parents in a suburb of Chicago, and it's a pretty affluent suburb of Chicago that I will never be able to afford. So it's been nice cosplaying here. But I do walk around sometimes and go like think to myself, how do people like afford to have a family here? And I have this thought that eventually all of this town is just going to become retirees because millennials more and more cannot afford housing. So all of the affluent suburbs are just going to be old boomers until they die. And that's fact. That's Emma fact. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. Neat. So anyways, along the way, you meet um, Josh's brother, who, you know, is played by Star of Glee. Oh, I actually don't know this actor's name. Harry, Harry Shum Jr. or Harry Shum Harry, Jr. I'm not sure. Yes, from Glee. And I love the fact that, like, two seconds in, they the next scene after you meet him, they're like, we need to remind the audience that he was in Glee. How about yep. we do a carol off? They do a whole Glee number with the dancing and singing and everything. And like, 
you know, Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang can both sing. So, yeah. you know, they get them to sing too. Everybody sings in this movie. Um, yeah, it's, but it's not a musical. No, no. Um, no. So, yeah, they do a whole carol thing, which is horrible <laughs> to listen. Just the fucking worst. Like, so bad. Giving me glee flashbacks. It's. It reminds me so much of, did you ever watch that Christmas Community episode where they are purposefully parroting glee oh yeah 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 for sure yeah it sounds like the songs from that episode where they're like remix yeah Yeah, but without the satire yeah i mean i guess it's a little bit of satire because it is supposed to be stupid yeah but it's another reason why i it actually defends your thought that this was written in 2010 and meant to be in like anywhere filmed anywhere from like 2011 to 2015 yeah yeah i mean when glee was still on the air yeah um because here's the well here's the other thing i mean like i guess there were dating apps before tinder but tinder was not out in 2010 it wasn't no no i don't at least it wasn't very popular in 2010 it wasn't it wasn't yeah no i don't think it was out yeah yeah i'm not sure when i was single yeah Um, i would have known yeah exactly (laughs) um (laughs) I don't think it the, came out uh, until like 2012. Yeah, I think I it was like 2012 yeah. or 2013. Yeah, at least that yeah. it became like big and people were using it enough to make yeah. a movie about it. Because this is, we should say, this is the first rom-com that we've covered. Um, and one of, there's not a lot of rom-coms that deal primarily with, uh, you know, app, uh, hookup apps or, or dating True. apps. Yeah. Um, it kind of, there's no meat cute in this rom-com. Um, no. The, the, it's it's a meat not cute, actually. <laughs> um, meat when disaster. They, yeah, when they actually do meet. But, like, there's... Because the meat cute is such a, you know, hallmark of the genre, you know, and apps kind of obviate that completely because it's yeah. just, you know, there's no cuteness to meeting, to swiping someone on an app you know um i guess the the cuteness can be the um the love actually kind of debate thing um would be the closest thing that they get the like the first the conversation starter thing yeah 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 but uh it is very different and it's you know dating and romance has changed a lot in the past 20 years and is part of the reason why rom-coms are less successful and less popular now and the other i mean the big the much bigger reason being the budgets of movies which we've talked about yeah on another episode that may or may not come out before or after this i don't remember but (laughs) tbd i don't even remember which episode that's on so me neither yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, we'll find out Uh, eventually By February, we'll start recording these and releasing them in, in a linear fashion again. Yeah. It'll be easier to remember. Yeah. Um, but right now, anything goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll hear it eventually. Yeah. Um, so, it's, uh, so, it's, so it's interesting. Um, no, I mean, like, and it, it's a good point. I mean, you texted me the other day about how you want us to go see that new rom-com with Sydney Sweeney um, because it's um, so and rare Glenn for... Powell. And Glenn Powell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not uh, forget Mr. Powell. Mr. Powell. Uh, and because it is so rare for rom-coms, like a big budget rom-com to come out in theaters. Normally when yeah. you get a rom-com these days, it's a holiday one and it's released on Netflix or Hallmark. And mm-hmm. it's very rare. I mean, I think that the the past handful of rom-coms that I know that have come out in the past few years that we've added into sort of like our rotation every year that we watch around Christmas have been all straight to streaming. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Most of them, most of, most of them are. Yeah. I think um, sleeping with other people, I think was in theaters. That's probably the most recent, like really good rom-com that I can remember that went to theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I actually have never Which, seen it, so I'm excited. Oh, it's great. We'll get to that. That's probably yeah. that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been on my list for a while. Yeah. But um, anyways, so back to the <laughs> the movie. Uh, uh, there's a lot of notes that I wrote of quotes from the grandma because I thought that she was a freaking hoot and a half. 
boy yeah. oh boy was she just so horny which is a trope in rom-coms i feel i feel horny like that people oh absolutely oh, yeah, yeah. Ho- horny old people because they're like what's dichotomy that's so funny this old person's so horny <laughs> so the grandma takes because they are they met online the grandma's like oh could you help me get into online dating and then without their consent is like by the way you guys are going to give a talk at this nursing home where all my friends are about online dating because none of them have which i think is actually like pretty solid uh oh, I, I bet mean, senior centers totally have that i bet they totally they have, have to. like yeah zoomers come in and teach them how to how to like set up a um a tender account yeah yeah but then they they go into this whole thing in that scene about um the elderly people are all like how do i tell them that i'm in a nursing home but i'm not in a nursing home well they all want to lie yeah yeah yeah. and natalie and josh are just like no i think honesty is the best policy ironically because they both lied to each other because you do find out that also uh, Natalie went to go visit Josh because she is also going to utilize this as a story for her blog, for her job, for her boss. But her Although, to was, be fair, yeah. she didn't want to. She didn't want to. And the original premise was that it was going to be a love story and it was going to be a success because she's flying halfway across the country or she's flying across the country, actually. Sorry. She's flying across the country to go meet with this guy and she thought it was going to be a success and she can write about how like all of her failed dating attempts led up to this moment but really in reality it ended up being a disaster yeah. and, and so she yeah, yeah. oh i was gonna say so you find out at the end like her her big moment at the end of like coming to terms with everything and dealing with everything is sitting down at a hotel after this whole thing there's this whole disaster scene of a surprise engagement party because tag is there because it's at his family restaurant and so he finds out because that they're quote-unquote engaged um and it's complicated we also left out the part where where josh proposes to her yeah in front of his family at the christmas caroling thing yeah yeah where after they perform their woke version of Baby It's Cold Outside. <laughs> Which was so sweet. It was so sweet just because of Nina's or Natalie's face the entire time because she was so surprised that he was, these are such woke lyrics. You you don't want to date rape me. It's cringe, but it it, it, yeah. it kind of works. Yeah. It's it so is, cute. Um, There's so many cute moments between the two of them. Them yeah, and, running you know, around. They're great. They're, yeah. they're both, they're, 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 I've always loved Nina Dobrev, Jimmy O. Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really watched a lot of his comedy, but he was on Silicon Valley for a while. He was very funny on that. Yeah. Um, I like both of them. Um, I think Nina Dobrev is an underrated actor. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do great. And they have good chemistry, which. They have um, great chemistry, which, which yeah. Is kind of the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it on this pod. It honestly, which could come out before after this episode, it you can have a terrible script that's super problematic, but if your two leads have amazing chemistry and they're like pretty solid actors, it's gonna be an enjoyable watch. It's gonna be yeah. something that you have a great time. And you can also have the opposite is true. You can have an amazing script with an amazing premise, but if your two leads don't have any chemistry at all. And it looks like it's two sticks making out. Then the movie's going to be a chore to watch. And then yeah, sometimes sure. you, yeah. And then sometimes you get hit with the ch- double whammy of terrible script and actors with no chemistry. Like failure to launch. <laughs> like failure to launch. So it is, it's, it's, it's a gamble. And they definitely, I think they nailed it on the head here because I think with any other choice of actors if they like didn't have any chemistry this movie would have been just a big old like eye roll of just like really yeah yeah um and so like yeah because primarily the movie is about lying um yeah because and and that kind of thing about dating like you go on a first date and you know you're you're creating this person that is like part you and part the person that you think the other person wants right so yeah. like yeah yeah first date is you're trying i mean in an ideal world you're creating the best version of yourself right mm-hmm. but subconsciously or not i think 
a lot of us in the in the in the milder sense, you know, um, just try to conceal flaws and, you know, make yourself seem better and more attractive than you actually are. But in, yeah. you know, in the worst case, you know, you're creating a completely fake person who doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and especially online, it's very easy to do that, whether you're actually catfishing someone or whether you're just pretending to like rock climbing when you don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is, that's not who you are because that's what she does. She, yeah. um, you know, Josh says, I can help you get tag, but you got to pretend to like Walden when you don't. And you got to yeah. like, pretend to know how to rock climb when you don't. Yeah. And she goes bobsledding and she gets so anxious. She has to, she has to get stoned to go bobsledding. And that's like, yeah, that's like when it becomes like an actual date. Yeah. Um, and so she's, you know, it's, it's the theme, right? Like she's yeah. upset at him for lying to her about the way that he looked. Whereas the personality he was, the personality he was showing was actually him. Yeah. You know, all of the conversations that they had, all of the the things that they talked about, that was really him. It was yeah. just the photo of him that wasn't real. Whereas Tag sees her as who she is, but her personality is fake. Everything she, yeah. everything she pretends to be is the person that she thinks he wants and not yeah. who she actually is. And they end up not having any chemistry. And when he kisses exactly. her in the car, she realizes it, you know? Yeah. It's a really beautiful moment in the car when she realizes it because she, it, it's just like he leans over and then she opens her eyes like mid kiss. And you can see it basically in that moment in Nina's face of just sort of like, oh, this isn't it. And then that's, you know, spawns the whole like third act of the movie. And then we get the engagement party scene, the surprise engagement party, which, which is. is... Oh Insane. boy. Yeah. It is a comedy of errors. <laughs> because Tag thinks that she is Josh's cousin and that he is marrying some other girl. And so she's yep. running around. Her her bitchy queen of a boss shows up yes. there for some <laughs> unknown reason. Like he's so Which... invested in her blog that right. he flies all the way to New York <laughs> on Christmas. Exactly. And my favorite thing is within the first scene with her boss. She walks in and he's like on a Peloton on while like on his computer and and talking to her and Charlie goes, Man, you know, there's there's where's HR? There's a lot of sexual harassment going on here because I don't think she has At her consent. social media? Yeah, it's social media. He's like telling her about how he like hooked up with somebody else and the office and like and is forcing her to go out on all these dates and Charlie was like I don't think that that's okay <laughs> your boss shouldn't be controlling your love life even if it's for a blog yeah unfortunately kind of a cliche in rom-coms yeah uh, the, the boss controls the love life a lot in romantic comedies yeah <laughs> because we have to be working in this economy yeah yeah it, it comes back to capitalism honestly yeah yeah it always comes back to capitalism. Um, uh, oh, go on. Where are her parents? Do we her have mom's any? Mom's dead. Her mom's dead. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh right after that. Mm, it's fine. You think it's funny that her mom's dead? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one of the few things you find out about her is her mom's dead. And yeah, and she doesn't no care enough about family. her dad to see him at nope. Christmas. Okay, nope. yeah, because like no she's there for Christmas. No mention. Like she's getting engaged, and they don't even ask about her parents or anything. Like they don't. Yeah, they don't ask anything about her family. Yeah, <laughs> they they don't really even ask a lot about her. And it's it's silly. And like the blog is anonymous, which is why yeah. Um, when Josh's brother Owen, like you think he's going to be like a villain for a little while because he's trying to like you know figure out who she is or something and yeah. doesn't believe that you know, Josh could have a, a real girlfriend that looks like Nina Dobrev is, is kind of yeah. an application. Um, but it, he turns out to actually care about his brother, which is, yeah, he's uh, being which protective. is nice. He's just obnoxious, um, but yeah. not actually evil. Um, one thing we should say <laughs> is that, you know, they don't really ever, you know, call the character Josh ugly, right? Like it's not yeah. quite that harsh and they do kind of go, to, they go to the extent of 
you know, she wants to see, because he, he says, like, I created a social, uh, like, a um, flirt alert profile with my <laughs> photos, alert. and I only got three likes. And then I put up Tag's photo, and I got, like, you know, 100 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she wants to see the photos. And so it is not, you know, that he is ugly. It's that he doesn't know what he's doing, you know. Exactly. In, in, he doesn't, yeah. like, many men doesn't know how to take a photo of himself. Yeah. And the photos, the photos they, yeah, they're so good. There's one of him just straight up straight faced in the woods holding an axe. And she's like, what? Why are you holding an axe? And he said, I wanted to show I was outdoorsy. And the next one was. He looks like you're going to murder somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them, he's holding an axe. Another one. Oh, gosh. I can't it's remember. It's a wrench. It's a wrench. And then the third one, he's holding rope. And she makes this really great joke, which is, you look like you're about to kill Colonel Mustard. Yeah. So good. So, so which good. Is, which is which is nice. I mean, it is, yeah. it's it's shown that because, I mean, he's not ugly. Like, he's cute, no, you know, he's but cute. he's not like. And he's charming. But he's like a little guy, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's shorter than Nina Dobrev. And he's, mm-hmm. you know, nerdy and. You know, he lives in his parents' basement and makes candles as opposed to rock climbing, bobsledding tag guy. And the thing that Natalie, God, learns (laughs) is that, you know, why would she want to be with a rock climbing, bobsledding tag guy? Because she doesn't like to do those things. Yeah. It's an easy trap to fall into because, like, it's hot. People, yeah. Guys who are into rock climbing and bobsledding are frequently are hot. hot. Yeah. Uh, because those are like, you know, physical activities that give you abs and stuff. And like, yeah. there's a certain kind of guy that is more prone to do that sort of thing. Whereas a guy who owns his own candle making business, like, yeah, he can get it. Yeah. But yeah. you forget about that sometimes. You do because it's it well because it's the stereotype, right? It's just sort of like you're sort of uh, it's society. <laughs> Let me get it's society. You're sort of made to believe that you need a guy that can be sort of like that can pick you up and throw you over their shoulder and you, <laughs> take care of you in the woods in an emergency, and that's that type of outdoorsy guy. But if that's not your thing you're not going to be happy with that person. So if you enjoy making jokes about how terrible everyone is (laughs) and stealing newspapers on a, what was it? A Saturday night or a Sunday morning, which is also a really great scene. Yeah. It's so cute. And because they're harassing uh, this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Harassing the newsboy because Josh's mom put out a full page ad announcing their, engagement and so they're trying to grab all the newspapers before tag can see it (laughs) and but if like that's your thing like then that's your person it's called your person for a reason you don't have to think that it's as you have to fit a mold or you have to fit a box in society (laughs) yeah and like one thing is also that uh you know tag is not an asshole um no, which no. which i liked because it would have been easy to make that character a piece of shit um yeah. and he's he's not he's no. he's you know kind of dim um yeah. and boring. you know yeah yeah but like and not mm-hmm. what nina dobra not what god damn it natalie natalie <laughs> is looking for yeah. um so it's uh and then you know he's obviously upset when he finds out about everything that's going on Right? Obviously. As anyone would be, because she was doing the exact same thing to him. So, there you go. Um, So, here here is a question for you. (laughs) Um, Do you think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? I mean, like, God. Sure, why not? It's it's a discussion everyone will have. It's a Christmas movie in the in the sense that the holiday is a Christmas movie, you know? Yeah, it happens a, to take place at the holidays. Yeah. yeah. I think that the choice of that making them make that her favorite Christmas movie was such a red flag that this was written by a guy and directed by a man. Because not saying that it's not, it couldn't be anyone's favorite Christmas movie, that it couldn't be a girl's favorite Christmas sure. movie. 
But I think that the cho- the like blatant choice of her being so defensive of it is just sort of yeah. like she's not like the other girls. She's a yeah. cool girl. Cool girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a <laughs> insert gone girl, cool girl monologue right here. Exactly. Um, it seems that the 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 woman who is co-credited as writer, uh, this is her only credit. Really. Yeah, so um Oh, that's so I wonder and if then Daniel the- Mackey, the other, he has he has a, a a short and looks like a pilot um credits, writing really? credits, and he has an acting credit and that's it. So both of them looks like this was their first successful project. And I don't I can't see the credits here. Like IMDB doesn't doesn't show that. Yeah. I, I don't know if they wrote it together or if it was two different drafts. So Yeah. Cause it is possible that he wrote it originally and it was too written by a man and they're like we need we need some sort of if our protagonist is a woman this is 2021 we need to have some sort of female perspective and or the she opposite, came in, that she that she wrote it in you know it and yeah got rewritten yeah that's true it could have been one of both ways there's definitely evidence of both of those things happening i mean her little monologue about baby it's cold outside is definitely one that i i had in 2010 and <laughs> and would just tell anyone with two ears and free time about my feelings about baby it's cold outside (laughs) and also you know the whole like diehard thing is just sort of like also and his how his whole monologue on why he wants to make candles because he thinks that there's so many candles for women and they're all like marketed towards women and it's all like called sugar plum blah 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 but there's none for guys there's no dude candles (laughs) which is wild because i mean there are there are tons of candles that smell like all kinds i mean candles don't just smell like sugar and what does he say it smells like sugar or flowers yeah and that's not that that's totally not true i mean like there's there's millions of candle scents that that smell like that and like you know i'm sure he's not listen you know there's dude wipes like do you know about dude wipes oh yeah they're just well, you probably do yeah because of uh because of compass yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> you know caitlin worked for casting for this company called dude wipes which is a moist toilet paper brand <laughs> marketed to men it's no because... different yeah it's no different than the 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 what is it the cottonelle ones yeah, or any the other, you know, there's tons of brands, but they are, you know, they come in like little white packages and they smell mm-hmm. nice and like, and these are branded like an energy drink coming out, you know, yeah. and they're yeah. so fucking stupid. Oh um, my so, God. You know, he's probably right, you know, like I bet yeah. you could market, you know, there probably are masculine candles somewhere. Candles on for dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they're so, you know, um, insecure about... Yeah. Anything that that has like that shows any kind of, you know, softness or or enjoyment of of aesthetic pleasure, honestly, like yeah, and that's that's one thing that I will say I do appreciate about friend of the pod Charles Blunt is that he doesn't let any of that shake him. Um, while he was in Australia, he this is a really good example. While he was in Australia for the wedding, they did the well they call it the stag do in America we call it the bachelor party. They did it after post tense, like after the wedding, because so many people were coming over from England and from America and from all over. So it just it like there wasn't time before the wedding. So it just made sense to do it after. So one of the things they did this very elaborate scavenger hunt in which they had to go around and find little um, laminated pictures of the groom's head and you were they were put on two different teams and then you could do like challenges to get more po- it was very elaborate like our friend fun, Kyle yeah. yeah it's super nice like there was like laminated instructions that Charlie still has it was very intense but one of the things was you could get a Manny Petty and get extra points. So Charlie was like, well, we could we could go run around the city of Sydney trying to find these pictures, or I could go sit for half an hour. <laughs> and so he went and he got he got um his very first no chip Manny. 
and he 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 got like a dark purple he chose to get a color and he oh, loved wow. it. yeah and he still has it and then we're gonna go again because he loves it so much we're gonna go again uh, at christmas with his sister and get a, a little christmas manny oh that's so cute yeah. Yeah. I, it makes me really happy because uh my husband's you know, better than your husband <laughs> my husband no it just makes me happy because we're oddly codependent if you couldn't tell from this podcast of how much i talk about him so i really enjoy doing things with him and the more activities (laughs) that we can do together (laughs) i really enjoy doing things with him yeah Yeah. good yeah yeah don't don't worry listeners both emma and i are in healthy relationships both of us enjoy doing things with our partners (laughs) we enjoy doing things we both are very codependent oh my god yeah i'm anxious anxious attachment gf that's me yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh also speaking of the i did want to share a quick little story because this this movie had a scene that means a lot to charlie and i so the christmas karaoke christmas karaoke was uh charlie and my first date we went to a pub that happened to have christmas karaoke and that was our very first date so seeing that i was like yeah christmas karaoke exists and you don't have to have drunk bad singing british people (laughs) singing um oh what's the one that's about new york or fairy tale of new york fairy tale of new york yeah 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 like 80 times they say the f slur yeah yep Ooh, boy. Ooh. And didn't the Phillies just do their own version of that? The fairy tale of Philadelphia with Travis Kelsey. What? Yeah, they did. I you could Google it. They just did. Okay. You know how the Bears came out with like the Bears the shuffle the Bear Shuffle or whatever back in the eighties? Emma, why would you think I would know about that? I don't like... know. It's pop culture knowledge. It's canon. Travis Kel- Wait, the Phillies are a baseball team, and Travis Kelsey's a football player. The wait, what? No, oh, maybe it's the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> there it is. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, so I know more about it than you. It seems. trying to find new songs to put in my workout mix and so i went to on apple music i went to like top songs right now and i was like what the hell is this oh my god (laughs) that man's tweets from 2010 have been showing up on twitter and it's it's the best it's the best best. oh because they're just so so sweet and so dumb yeah like just he's a he's a sweet himbo or at least he was in 2010 yeah I think I feel like he still is, and I like, love that because squirrel ran off with my bread. Hashtag funny. I'm like, oh my god! Because <laughs> you hear, like, the first thing I saw when I saw like the news article is just like Travis Kelsey's 2010 tweets revealed. And it's like, <laughs> oh, this is going to be some racist bullshit. Yeah, right. He's going to be wearing things that he should not be wearing, and very uncomfortable. But. <laughs> No, it's just him being a dumb dumb, and I love it. Yeah, it is oh, cute. Good for him. Good for him and Tay Tay. <laughs> um. Oh, here's a quote from Charlie. Uh, you have very straight teeth. Was something that Natalie says to Josh, and Charlie mm-hmm. interrupted that to say, "Yeah, because he's not British." Sick burn on your own countryman, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> So here's another question for you. Do you, what do you think the white sweater of this movie is? Oh, wow. Um, hmm. I made sure to write it down so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> what is the white sweater of this movie? I think it is the Lynn family. The Lynn family? Yeah. I think it's, it's the Lynn family. It's the Lynn family or it is um, <laughs> Love Actually. No. <laughs> oh man, when we do that one, that's gonna be that's gonna be an event. 
Uh, well, it'll have to be Christmas next year because we're yeah. all uh, we're done we're with Christmas, Christmas now. Yeah, this is yeah. the last Christmas movie no, of the season. There's one oh, more. there's one more. Yeah. After this, oh yeah, the there's... next episode will air on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like, you wait, could pick what? Love Actually if you want to, but no, I I want to save it for a year. Give yeah. it a year. Um. What other um, questions? Yeah, the Lynn family. I think it's just like you know one thing about like you know when you start dating somebody like you meet their family mm-hmm. and like that's like a big part of of a relationship especially like if it's going to be like a long i mean if you're going to marry this person or if you're going to be with this person for a really long time like if you love their family that's that's such a such a big part of that relationship yeah and you know i am so lucky in that you know my partner's siblings are like my siblings you know yeah they're yeah some of my favorite people in the world Same. and um i think that uh that the first thing that she she meet the first people that she meets when she gets to 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 lake placid really other than e rock uh the cab driver <laughs> is uh is his family and his his stepmom and his dad and his grandmother are all you know really sweet really great people and um and there's this little scene at the end where you know josh is worried to tell his dad that he wants to make candles as a business Uh, yeah um, because he's worried his dad won't will think less of him because of it's not the outdoors and he doesn't want to like work at his dad's shop that he owns his outdoor store that he owns and everything and he feels like he's going to like fail this some like test of masculinity or something but and then but he made this candle that smells like his grandfather and yeah. the dad you know smells it and he's like you know it smells like dad and um oh. it's it's very very sweet yeah it it's it's, it's so a sweet. it's a it's an emotional moment that that really works in this movie yeah because yeah. I think that it would be too easy for them to fall into that trope of well the dad's gonna get upset at him because he he wants to do not manly things and blah 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 i love it when movies go against that when they play not against to mention the, the overbearing asian parent um oh yeah stereotype. yeah exactly like there's no there's not a lot of troping in this movie or like stereotyping like with the exception of the basically the whole premise <laughs> but the nitty-gritty of it there's not yeah, I mean, a they're lot play, of... they're playing with the trope yeah yeah they're playing with yeah. it Most and they're really making it some some are, yeah. Are jokes. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> amazing amazing um any other final thoughts feelings uh, let's opinions? see i've got some stars yeah. here um have you ever been rock climbing emma I actually have. I used to love, well, I used to want to be a rock climber. And I will tell you why. Because I watched The Princess Diaries. And Anne Hathaway's Mia is really into rock climbing and horseback riding. And I was like, and where's Doc Martens? And so what did Emma do? She got really into (laughs) all three of those things. Yeah. And yeah. I I have never been, I've never been rock climbing. You've never been um... rock climbing? It's so much fun. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not ruling it out, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm more of an indoor cat. <laughs> oh, also, can we talk about how like nimble Josh was, just jumping up that wall like, when he goes to right up that wall? He yeah. just, I was like, hello, somebody is somebody works out. <laughs> I don't know um, if that was the actor or if it was. Uh, it could have been a I stuntman. It was probably a stuntman, but I hope it was the actor. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because it really it was definitely was supposed hot. to be the character. That, I mean, like he. It's not like he doesn't like the outdoors. He just doesn't exactly. want to work in that store. He's terrible at selling outdoor products. Yeah, yeah, but he he likes rock climbing and stuff. Like, yeah, and he's really hot doing it. Um. Yeah. There's a. Uh, oh, it. So this movie. It's hard. To, it, this movie is basically rated PG thirteen. It's rated TVMA. um because it was on netflix and so i guess it didn't they didn't submit it to the mpaa but it has um it's basically rated pg-13 there's only one use of the Mm -hmm. fuck word um and so in every in every movie that fits the criteria we discuss the one use of the fuck word and in this case it is the um it's actually not said aloud really 
Yeah, it's on the sign at the end. So um, <gasps> when she has her, her final speech to him about, you know, when they, you know, the, the, the you should love me speech. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they reenact the scene from Love Actually because, you know, he loves that movie, even though she doesn't. She is, yeah. you know, reaching out to him. So she shows up at the house with the signs. You know, the worst scene. Oh, my God. Okay, so despite what I said about his family, his stepmom, her favorite part of Love Actually being the yeah. the Andrew Lincoln and Kira Knightley thing, huge red flag. Huge red flag because he is hitting on his best friend's new wife. That is so problematic. There's so many other, like, cutesy romances in that movie, and that's the most problematic yeah. storyline. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if that's your favorite scene, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> or maybe, you know, you should just take a deeper look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wants and needs. Yeah, so she has this scene, and then she's like, you know, do you want to try love, actually, thumbs up, thumbs down, which mm-hmm. is similar to his, you know, thing from the 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 Tinder uh, profile, the flirt alert profile. Flirt alert! And, um, and so he writes, yippee Kaye motherfucker, on yeah. the sign. So it's, you know, love, actually, and die hard, love, love hard. hard. Uh, yeah. Even though it's not, like, they really reference those movies a whole bunch, but no, they really don't. I mean, there's more love actually in it than Die Hard because at least they do. They reenact a scene from, uh, from Love Actually. I mean, I guess you know she does fall off the rock. The I rock was about tower. to say, would you say that the the rock tower, him climbing up the rock tower, and her falling off the rock tower would be a call? Him out pushing to- her off of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be a call to Die Hard. Yeah. Maybe if we're stretching. Yeah. How would you reference Die Hard in this movie without making it like an action movie? She's got to like crawl over broken glass and bare feet. (laughs) What else happens in Die Hard? She gets a machine gun. I don't know. Yep. Yep. She goes into, oh my God, what's that complex in LA? Nakatomi Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi Plaza. she befriends um, a policeman played by Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> Serious Snape is in the movie uh, just making bad choices. Oh, he's dead, though. I know. Alan Rickman, R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Oh, Alan Rickman. Such a great actor. So sad. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then there's one. And then there's one final jump scare at the end of the movie where yes. it, in a solo in a solo title card it says produced by McG and both yes. Caitlin and I go, Oh. Oh. Which is so funny because I just started Charlie on the supernatural train and oh, McG yeah. produced that. And so he was like <laughs> he I think he called it Mug. He was like, Mug. Who's Mug? <laughs> Well, he doesn't know McGoog. And I was like, it's McG. He did those babysitter movies that we watched. And he was like, oh, McG? Oh, yeah, he did do the babysitter movies. Yeah, not to mention yeah. Charlie's Angels. Yeah. And a bunch of movies. I, um, I think McG might have directed the Supernatural pilot, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Supernatural is his baby. Yeah. That, well. One of his many babies. But it's yeah. like one of the first ti- title cards in Supernatural every episode is McG's name. So McG. it was great because I got to explain who McG was. And so when that came up, I was just like, oh, Charlie, look, McG. Yeah. So that's uh, that's about yeah. it, I think. That's pretty much it. Amazing. Um, I really, I again, enjoyed this. Now. Oh, you do? Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do you want to give us a little outro? Well, it's on the thing. It's it's for both of us. Oh, it is. Oh, let me pull it up. It's on. Is it on the drive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is obviously all staying in this cut. <laughs> no, no, this is my edit. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this one down to 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. His first response when looking at our podcast was like, "Huh, an hour twenty. That's a strong choice for your first episode." Didn't ask for your opinion, mister. Yeah, we, we, um, you know, we had a lot to say. We've exactly. got, we've had shorter episodes. Exactly. I think that the holiday, I, th- I, um, I think the holiday is our longest episode. 
Yeah. I'm but not I quite mean... finished editing it, but I think it's close to an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. And thank you. But the movie's you. like three hours long. So yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. 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 You ready? Who's going to be one and who's going to yeah. be two? Whoever, whoever wants to be. Yeah. Okay. We can trade off. Is That's why I, I, I titled it that so, so we could go back and forth. Oh, amazing. Thank you for listening to Go Get Your Girl. If you like us, tell your friends and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It actually helps out a lot and we would really appreciate it. Thanks to Andrew Milliken and Nick Svoboda for our theme music and Elena Henderson for our artwork. You can follow us on Instagram at go get your girl pod or email us at go get your girl pod at gmail.com. You can follow me on social media. I am on TikTok and Instagram as Emily M pizza. And you can follow me on Twitter at Katie of the lake until next time. Some kind of cute outro line here. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of cute outro line here. Yeah, I love this and I love love. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.